From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast, a show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland timber soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers, I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. Oh, hey, yeah. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Good, good. Well, here we are, back on the horse. <laughs> that's two episodes in one month, dude. That's uh, that's busy for us. That's like a... Lately. Yeah, this is like a job now. Like yeah. <laughs> Show up two times in a month. <laughs> Expect a paycheck. Yeah. Well, I'm staring at four beers here. Yeah. Uh, two cloudy, and then this one that's clearer, and it looks like Alka-Seltzer. It's just going in my yeah, glass. Totally going. I'm going to snag that since it looks like it's the most active. Let's see what that looks like. Wow. There's a Tim Nichols beer. Smells smoky. <laughs> So this is uh, Smokey the Beer by chance. <laughs> this is Hair of the Dog. Oh my God! Beer Week, a smoked Marzen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There I, you go. All I get's the smoke. Well, it's uh it's definitely a light beer, and uh, yeah, it's Beer Week. By you know, Hair of the dog. it uh, it tastes to me like they used liquid smoke in the beer. <laughs> That's literally what it tastes like. I'm pretty sure Alan didn't use liquid smoke in his beer. No, but. probably not, but that that's what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty good beer. So it's amber in color, very effervescent. Um, Tiny little bubbles in it. Tiny bubbles <laughs> in my beer with lots of smoke. So, um, yeah. It's good. Well balanced um, on the grain side. Very malty, but uh, yeah, it's a smoky little bad boy. Yes, it is. So, all right. Well, we uh, have a great episode coming up at you today or this evening. Um, we have an interview with the Fresh Hop Ale Festival out of Yakima. And so uh, we will be meeting with those folks, um, learning all about the Fresh Hop Ale Festival and uh, potentially. Who is going to be there? Yes. Cutting news. Breaking news. It's not even on the website. We're going to break it here, baby. Oh, nice. I know. It's just a little old podcast. That's all we are. We're breaking news, baby. Breaking news right and left. And then we're going to do a little uh, Kickstarter review. So two weeks ago, we took a look at a Kickstarter. Um, we remember our friends over at uh, Timber Patch Brewing. Yeah. Started out of there. Um and that's how they launched their brewery was off a of Kickstarter. Um, Growler Works, that one-gallon behemoth. Oh, yes. Filled that for its maiden beer voyage this weekend. <laughs> Did that with the uh, Kawanda Cream Ale, something neutral and easy to drink. And it held its own. But that uh, was a Kickstarter campaign as well. How, how did it uh, perform as far as carbonation goes? Oh, dead solid. Yeah, I mean, one gallon and... About eight pints out of it, I'm guessing. So it's uh, still probably got about another pint and a half in it downstairs. Yeah. And it's holding on carbs still. We filled it Friday afternoon, and it's still pumping out frothy beer. No, so, fantastic. Yeah, it's great. But, all right, well, let's uh, 
let's jump right into Fresh Hop Ale Festival. So we found out about the Fresh Hop Ale Festival uh, last year when I was uh, running around Yakima doing a bunch of stuff for my job. Yep. And uh, we're like, God, we got to go to this thing. And then they canceled it last year. Damn it. And this is a huge fundraiser for the Yakima area. Started off as a, a fundraiser that they would fund arts programs out of uh, Yakima with the uh, proceeds from this festival. Hmm. And so this thing's just kind of gone on, and it um, centers around hop harvest time. So again, 70% of the world's hops are grown in Yakima Valley. And so the entire world descends upon Yakima about this time to start buying futures for hops for next year. And there's new clones, new varieties, all sorts of stuff happening. And so they do a festival. And they invite about 60 brewers to come on over to Yakima and fresh hop some beers. And supposedly this thing is a party. So oh, nice. So we are going. Uh, it's the first weekend in October. Um, there's all sorts of pre-parties and pre-funk jam stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. And uh, we got a chance to interview one of the board of directors to uh, learn a little bit about this festival and about what's coming up. So let's uh, take a listen to this interview. Well, this is uh, Jason from the Tim Beers, and I am here with Davey Beyer from uh, the Fresh Hop Ale Festival in Yakima. So, Davey, thank you for joining us. You bet. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, so uh, Fresh Hop Ale Festival is coming up here in a few weeks now. I mean, the countdown's really on. We're looking at about six weeks out. On October yep. 2nd, and so the listeners should be familiar with this. We've been talking it up as uh, my co-host and our entourage head that way to go check it out. Uh, but, Davey, why don't you tell us, first of all, introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them uh, kind of what your position with the Fresh Hop Ale Festival is, and then uh, tell us a little bit about the Fresh Hop Ale Festival. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Davey Beyer. I'm, uh, I sit on the board of the Fresh Hop Ale Group. And, uh, you know, we throw on the Fresh Hop Ale Festival, um, been the treasurer on there for many years. And prior to that, I volunteered at the festival and really got into the hop scene and hop industry because I used to work at Yakima Chief here in town, um, moved on from there, but working in finance now and still working with a ton of uh, breweries and hop companies. Um, so that's my background. Um, October 2nd is our date. Do you want me to go into the festival a bit, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Talk, to, talk about the festival. Tell us where it's at, what it's, okay. what it's about. And yeah, all. so um, unfortunately we had to, you know, uh, not have one last year, so we're we're all pretty amped to have uh, one this year. This is going to be our 18th annual festival. Um, we are moving locations this year. We're going down to Sozo, which is a big complex that's kind of in the foothills of the valley here, um, right next to the airport and right in the middle of some hop fields too, which is pretty neat. Um you know, we got a lot more space this year. Uh, newer scene as far as it's a, it's a new place. Um, we're going to have our V spots. Uh, it will be a little more spaced out, but um, you know, so far we've got 62 breweries signed up. We have about 10 wineries and cideries. Um, I'm happy to read off the names of all the breweries to you if you want, Jason. Let me know. But they're pretty much from all over the Northwest one in Colorado, um, you know, they're, they're from all over the place. Well, let, let's dig into that in just a second. So, cause I'm definitely interested to hear some of the highlights on the breweries, not that they're not all highlights, but, um, but sure. let's talk about the venue move. So, I mean, again, this thing was created in 2003, I think, 
um, as part of a way to help fund arts, right? It wasn't formed out of the Allied Arts of Yakima. Yeah, that was the original group that had the festival, and then, and then that group dissolved. So um, it's kind of bounced around a bit. We created the Fresh Hop Ale Group uh, and, and took it over as a nonprofit. Oh, I want to say it's been five or six years ago. Um, and, you know, we've taken – has had the same mission every time, and, and that's to give back to the community. So this one-day festival usually um, nets about $100,000 that we give back to local arts and science programs. Amazing, amazing. So, and then it's usually, as you said, held down in downtown. So you get a lot of uh, kind of extra support of the business community and all that. But this year you moved it out to Sozo with COVID running rampant and doing its thing. Um, this offers an open air venue. So those that might be concerned about is this held indoors or something like that. This is an open air venue. Um, and it certainly complies with uh, the governor's new order, right, of wearing masks and and being concerned about that type of stuff. So this this new venue sounds like it's going to be a win-win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's some concern about moving it away from downtown, but, um, you know, it's uh, Yakima is not that big of a place. It's only about 10 minutes away from downtown. So, you know, our, our downtown businesses and hotels are already, you know, the hotels are already full and booked out almost. There's probably a few rooms left. Um, but a lot of the after parties and before parties and things still happen uh, downtown at a lot of our restaurants and breweries here. Um, also, we've got shuttles, I think seven shuttle locations running to the festival. Um, so it doesn't really matter where you stay in Yakima, you're going to be, you know, within a couple miles of, of a shuttle stop. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a blast and transportation seems well thought out. And we were talking, there's only a few thousand um, general admission tickets left. And then how many VIP spots are left? So VIP is sold out. Um, oh, VIP okay. tables are sold out as well. Um, you might be able to score one online or from a buddy or something. But uh, there's 2,000 general admission tickets left. Um, you know, you still have access to all the breweries. Uh, VIP is just more of a uh, sort of a business. Uh, a lot of businesses buy VIP tables and things like that. But um, regardless, it's going to be you know huge and open, and and you won't feel like you're left out in general admission. No, that's fantastic. And then, um, again, hotel space seems uh, limited. I know when we were looking, right when t tickets went on sale, I mean, hotels hotels are busy. Yakima's popping. I mean, they do a lot of sports in Yakima, and um, I think things are moving along there. So, listeners, if you're out yep. there and you're thinking about doing this thing, check hotels or Airbnb and some of those. So, because you might go out a little bit to find a hotel room. You so, and, and we do have a few new hotels in town. So, we do have some. Um, very new hotels within the last couple of years that opened up. And um, again, we do have those RV spots and you can stay all weekend um, where, you know, people are allowed to come in on Friday evening and uh, stay the night and, and then stay Saturday night as well. So speaking my language, uh, I see it's dry <laughs> camping too, though, right? So yeah, all dry camping, no tents. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, so let's, let's jump over to breweries now. So what breweries roughly, we don't need to go through the whole list, but, Name some of the highlights. Obviously, the locals will be there. Varietal, Bale Breaker, I'm guessing uh, yeah. Wandering Hop, those guys. Yeah, those are all on the list. Um, you know, uh, I can just read some of these off to you. I mean, Holy yeah. Mountain's always a, a huge popular one. Holy Mountain Brewing Company, Bale Breaker, Georgetown, Fifth Line Brewing, 20 Corners Brewing, Barley Browns, Bellevue Brewing Company, Birchman's, 
Blue Whip Brewing, Boundary Bay Brewing, Bronyar, Cloudburst, uh, Kawichi Creek Brewing Company, that's local, Deschutes, Drew Brew, Everybody's Brewing, Fremont Brewing, uh, Ghost Fish, Grains of Wrath, Hop Capital, uh, Ice Harbor Brewing Company, Icicle Brewing Company, um, Colshan Brewing, Melvin Brewing, Modern Times Beer. Uh, I'm about two-thirds through the list here. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah. Uh, Moonraker Brewing, Old Schoolhouse Brewery, Old Still Brewing Co., Paradise Creek Brewery, Freem Family Brewers, Rubens Brews, Riverbend Brewing, Rogue Ales and Spirits, Sierra Nevada, Single Hill, that's another local, uh, Skookum Brewery, Stoop Brewing, Trickster, Triple Horn Brewing Company, Two Beers Brewing Co., Valley Brewing, another local, Varietal Beer, another local, uh, Von Ebert, Wander Brewing, Wandering Hop, Wild Ride, Hopworks Urban Brewery, Moonshoot, Paramore Brewing Company, Sig Brewing Company, Bickerson Brew, Brew House. Um, some of these are new to me as well. So, Burke Gilman Brewing, Crux Fermentation Project, Doghouse Brewery, Humble Abode Brewing, Laughing Dog Brewing, Mirage Beer, Perry Street Brewing, Ridgefield Craft Brewing Company, Stemma Brewing, and uh, Volition Brewing. So wow. there's going to be no shortage of beer. <laughs> there's quite a, we've got quite a few breweries coming. Yeah, you got heavy hitters and you got newcomers in there. And I mean, that's yep, a, that's a pretty good phenomenal list. Yeah, and then yeah, style, it's all fresh hop, wet hop uh, ale. So teams need to know about that. Do we have an idea of any types of beers people are bringing? How does that work? Uh, are there breweries bringing a keg? Do they release the kegs to you and you serve them? What is the process so, there? Well, about I'd say about ninety percent of these uh, breweries bring their own kegs, um, and then some of them will use distributors. Um, you know we. Some of them know that they're a little busier than other breweries, so they'll bring three or four kegs, and um, you know some of them might just crack through one. Just depends. Um, the crowd kind of goes through all the lines, but you know they tend to populate kind of at the more they're the popular breweries here. Um, but they're they can bring whatever they want. We we always kind of try to ask the brewers, what do you bring in? What'd you put in it? You know and they sort of keep it a secret until the festival, but um, it is all a lot of fresh hop, wet hop beers. Um, it's a couple of them might have some of their, you know, their own uh, beers they're bringing, but let's say 99% of these are all going to be fresh hop beers. Beautiful. And so talk to me about tours, pre-parties. We talked a little bit about a lot of the pre-parties going on. Um, are they just happening yeah, randomly? That- are they by invite? What What happens there? Um, you know, a good way to find them is, is to go to the Yakima Valley Tourism website. They've got a calendar on there that they populate with those events. Uh, another way is just to look up Yakima Breweries and go to their website, see what kind of events they're throwing. Um, usually, there's it's right towards the end of selection, right? So the, the guys that are here doing selection for hops, some of them will stick around. You know, every the week before Fresh Hop, usually there's several events. Restaurants will do some kind of a special dinner, but pretty much every bar and pub and brewery in town has a bunch of Fresh Hops on tap. So, you know, you can just kind of make your way around Yakima to our pubs and bars and, and try a bunch of local Fresh Hops. Uh, I'm sure some from out of town, too. Um, but that's, uh, that's pretty much what will be on the Yakima Valley Tourism website if it's on there. But it's just good to do a little research and get online and, and find out what's going on or just come stay in town and drive around and see what's happening. Yeah, I figure most people come in not just for the one night. They're going to stay in through the weekend. And 
it might be a good right. thing to uh, be able to pop in and try fresh hop beers that may not be at the festival that might be on tap at a, a party or one of the breweries. So, yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention we have the the Fresh Hop Ale Festival annual golf tournament on that Thursday oh. prior to the festival on the thirtieth, and there are still about forty spots left for that. Um, and that's just a, a an awesome golf tournament. Fresh hot beers, you know, everywhere. And you can, uh, we have some on the hole. So you come up to a hole and you try a couple fresh hot beers, tee off, go on to the next hole. Um, and that's an 18 hole uh, sort of little tournament out at Apple Tree Golf Course. Very nice, great beer. Um, that's kind of our pre kicker to the to the festival. Sweet, excellent. You can find so up play a little bit of golf. Yep, yep. Drink mm-hmm. some beer, play some golf, and um, that's also on our website. If anybody's interested in in signing up for that, those spots are going to go fast. So, cool. Well, so you talked a little bit about your experience with beer. That's my next question here. So, besides uh, your time at Yakima Chief, and uh, are you a home brewer? I mean, what what do you do with beer besides uh, some of your work that you've done in the past with the Yakima Chiefs, and then now with uh, the bank you're supporting? Sure. Um, I'm not a home brewer. I'm, I'm the quality control guy. I do a lot of beer drinking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I work in, in finance at Columbia Bank, and, um, you know, we've just recently uh, financed another brewery in town, um, and we support a lot of our hop growers here as well. Um, but uh, home brewing, I leave that to the guys that know what they're doing. I'm more, uh, more on the tasting side of things. Excellent. So what is your favorite style of beer besides the one that's in your cup? <laughs> um, you know, I, I tend to just go for IPAs. I, uh, I, if there's something new on the menu, I'm going to try it. Um, I just lean towards heavily hop craft beers. Um, and, you know, I have to say, I, I do love some of our, our local guys, but I think Georgetown really cranks out some of my favorite beer. Um, but uh, locally, you know, Single Hill is great. Valley Brewing is great. Cowichi Creek, Bale Breaker, Wandering, those guys all make some great beer. And I'm sorry if I left any local guys out here, but <laughs> it's definitely worth worth trying um, worth trying the local ones because these guys have direct access to to the fresh hops. I mean, they go from the field straight to the brewery. So, yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean that's the point of the festival, right? Which is again to sell the hops uh, for the for the upcoming year, and um, the local guys, of course, get first picked traditionally since they're there on site, but. Uh, People from all yeah, over the have, world come to this festival because of that, looking to buy futures for next year. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, I appreciate your time. So I guess the listeners um, visit freshhopalefestival.com, and there you can find information about the Fresh Hop Ale Festival and uh, and buy tickets. Uh, you can, uh, again, volunteer if you're so apt to, and I'm sure you can find information there at the freshhopalefestival.com about the golf tournament if you're interested in doing that. But worthy cause yeah, that's a good celebrating. That's no, sorry to cut you off, Jason. That's a good point that I do want to mention. We're still in need of some volunteers. This is a hundred percent volunteer-run festival. So um, you know, if you want to get in, get a free ticket and some free beers and a volunteer shirt. Um, get on the website and and volunteer for one of our shifts and. Uh, Come in that way if you can. Absolutely. And you got a ton of live music, too. I forgot to hit on the live music, but I keep seeing the posts about all the all the bands going to show up. So, Yeah, I mean, the music really tops off the night. Um, we've got some great bands coming in this year. Um, Side Project, Chase Craig Band, Eden. Um, should be a, a great night of music after after drinking some beers. 
Absolutely. So sweet. Well, I appreciate your time, Davey. And uh, we will be there uh, a few days before that looking for some of these uh, fresh hot beers on tap at some of the local places there. And then look forward to that night of uh, seeing how Yakima does a fresh hop ale festival. So, but we appreciate your time. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, guys. All right. Big thanks to Davey over at the Fresh Hop Ale Festival and uh, the rest of the board. So uh, originally was hooked up with the president of the board. And yeah. uh, she was like, saw the list of questions I had for her. And she's like, uh, I know nothing about beer. I'm just <laughs> putting on a festival. So you need to talk to Davey. So uh, thanks for the interview, Davey. Appreciate it. So uh, And again, thanks to the rest of the board for uh, uh, helping make this happen. So... But again, breaking news, dude. That was like quite the beer list of people that's, showing that's up. Huge, yeah. <laughs> so the question is, different beers. Are we going to be able to pull this off? Can we run the rack? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> we've we've tried to run the rack at uh, you know the Oregon Brewers Festival. All right, so here's the deal. Never it's, works. It's twenty beers a piece. Yeah. <laughs> If we had three days, we might be able to pull that off. 20 beers apiece, you, Tim, and I. We can pull this off. Tim, if you're out there, dude. Tim will give it a shot. <laughs> we'll have to pour him into his bed, but... Well, <laughs> it's better than him falling in my bed. So. <laughs> well, so this thing's going to be unbelievable, listeners. Um, Fresh Hop Ale Festival, first weekend in October... Uh, tickets are still available, so they got a couple thousand. And uh, hotel rooms are a little bit tight, a little tighter than they want to believe. But, yeah. Uh, um, there's still some stuff out there. And then certainly RV camping or tent camping if you guys are up for it. So, um, But we'll be there, and uh, this is, this is going to be one to remember, I have a feeling. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be a good time. There's no question. Well, um, so we've got three other beers sitting here. So the first beer we started off with, with was the Hair of the Dog Beer Week Smoked Marzen. Yep. Uh, nice little log- lager here with some smoke. Uh, beer One is an IPA, Imperial IPA. I just don't see how that's an Imperial. And this is from your place, Mecca Grade Grains. Yeah. This is their uh, one of their beers, so... It went down way too smooth for an IPA. Yeah, it's a smooth IPA. It's got kind of that uh, pale, real pale color. Um, yeah. Juicy. Very and, smooth um, for an IPA, especially yeah. for a, an Imperial. Yeah, it's about 7.5%, It's a uh, smooth, but again, mecha grade. Um, check this place out. This is over in Madras. So if you're in Central Oregon, go visit them. They've got an experimental brewery on site, but they're a malting house. Yeah, it's a really cool place. Yeah, and this is where you buy your grain, and I've been yep. buying some grain there. Yeah. So, um, I bought some rye recently, so they've got all, some non-traditional uh, grains there, and they've got straight two-row if that's what you want. So They also have unmalted. They do. As absolutely. well. Yeah. So. Um, and I'm trying to convince them to do some corn, so... Malting corn would go big, big right now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then beer two here is an IPA also, but it is also from Mecca Grade, and it's the IPA Session, a Session IPA. So, yeah. And it's a little bit lighter, a little bit nice. It is, it is a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, a little bit more of a bite to it, though. It, it's 
to me, it's interesting that that both their IPAs are super smooth. They're not. They don't have the real bitter hoppiness that a lot of IPAs have, uh, which I like. I like that in an IPA compared to the the over juiced IPAs that are out there these days. Yeah. Well, and this is again. This this is IPA one was juicy. It definitely has some juice to it. The session is just, you can tell, it's an oh, easy super drinker. super light drinker, so. yeah. Um, also pale on the color. I'm not overly carbonated. Um, but again, great beer by uh, Mecca Grade, so digging it. And we'll cover beer four uh, here shortly. So, <laughs> All right, well, we introduced this uh, last week, and uh, this is Beer News. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. All right. In the news for this week, the week of August 22nd. So, lots happening. And so, when we start digging into uh, just a quick search of what we see on the headlines, uh, we've got shareholders allege New Glarus Brewing denying them a taste of iconic maker Maker's beer success. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, so some people squabbling over New Glarus's uh, success and uh, saying, "Look, they're not sharing their dividends and all that type of stuff." Right. So, not a big thing. What's bigger news than that, though? Bigger news. Bigger? Is, oh, flat out. Ooh. New York State Fair. They have a cup shortage going on, and so the New York State Fair forever has basically given out one size of beer. At their state fair. Yeah. One size. Right? So it doesn't matter if you go to the corn dog stand or if you go to across the way and go to the uh, Dick's barbecue joint. Same size beer. Same size beer. Flat out. Yep. So, but this year, instead of a 14-ounce standard size beer, you have your choice. You get a 16-ounce or a 12-ounce. You get to choose. This is big news, like flat out. I don't get it. If there's a cup shortage, <laughs> why is there all of a sudden more options? Well, so forever the fairs ordered a 14-ounce cup with the fair logo on the side, and they can't get those cups. And so now this year, you're going to get a 16-ounce draft beer or a 12-ounce. So this is big because, again, a lot of people, they wanted options, man. They're like, you know what? I want four 12-ouncers. <laughs> You know, I don't want two 14 ounces. <laughs> so that's all you need at the state fair. So. But so the problem is there's a national plastic cup shortage. Did you know about this? I'm, I didn't know about the national plastic cup shortage, but I'm shocked because every time I turn around in the news anymore, there's a shortage of this or a shortage of that. Right, yeah. It's exactly. like, how can that be the case? How are we doing this over and over again? And next thing you know, ass wipe's going to be on shortage. So. Again. Yeah. So 14 ounce cup shortage. So there you go. So you get 12s or 16s. I'm going 16 every single time. Every unless, time. Unless I'm at the Timbers game. And then it's like 22.50 for us. Yeah. Then you just don't even want to pay for it. Yeah, ridiculous. So, all right. So in men's health. Three days ago, they announced a study. This has got to be scientific. (laughs) Men's health, yeah. Beer may, keyword, be a better post-workout drink than we previously thought. Post or pre? Post. (laughs) It could be pre, too. I'm thinking both. The International Journal of Sports Nutrition and Exercise Metabolism in July 
basically said light beer could be a decent recovery aid post-exercise. Light beer. Even as good as water in some aspects. Huh. Yeah, I know. So the research was based on an ABV of 4%. Where are you going to find a beer that's 4%? None uh, of the ones we're drinking. You're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the review says that adding sodium to a non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic beer, who again, who's drinking non-alcoholic beer? Well, they're actually becoming more and more popular. Yeah, but they still suck ass. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But, they're, but coming, they're coming more if popular. If you add some salt to it, because that's going to help the flavor. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> improves rehydration. So Salty, non-alcoholic beer. Yep. But it says once you go over 4% content, or you have more than one or two, I love that, more than one or two 12-ounce beers at an ABV of 4%. Yeah. You lose the benefit. So you've got to like stay under 4%. You've got to have less than one or two. And really, non-alcoholic beer with salt is better for you post-recovery. Interesting. I'm telling you. News, dude. I'm telling you. In the news. (laughs) This is crazy. So, and then straight out of... Well, I'm going to let you pick the state. But straight out of this state, they matched a beer. And this beer is brewed... Perfectly to pair with mayonnaise. Wait a minute. You just said brewed perfectly to pair with mayonnaise. Yes, sir. What, what do they brew it with? Prickle juice? What state? What state? <laughs> yep. What state did this? For mayonnaise. For mayonnaise and pairing it with a beer. God, it sounds like California. South Carolina oh, geez. based Duke's Mayonnaise teamed up with Virginia's Champion Brewery to tackle a simple question. Can we create a perfect beer to pair with Duke's mayonnaise? And basically, they were looking to pair it with a BLT. Oh, they said, don't okay. worry. We got No gotcha. mayonnaise was harmed in the making of this. <laughs> they basically matched a perfect beer um, to pair with this particular uh, mayonnaise. mayonnaise. So, huh? again, it's called okay. The Results Are Called Family Recipe, named after Duke's Origins. It's a 5.1% beer. It's a Vienna-style lager, and it's made with Magnum and Saz hops. Um, has a bitterness of about 27 IBUs, and they say it is the perfect match for mayonnaise, for mayonnaise. specifically Duke's mayonnaise. So. Well, you know what we need to do? No, we're not going to do this. I no, hate no. mayonnaise. Listen, you need to listen. We need to make a perfect paired beer with stone ground mustard. <laughs> <laughs> so this says mayonnaise is a fatty condiment, so the crisp and bitter finish of a lager can help cut through the lingering fattiness on the tongue. Makes huh. me want to gag. I'm puking in my mouth right now. Of course you are. <laughs> so there you go. Well, okay, right. so I got the challenge for you. Right, then. What's your challenge? The perfect pair for sauerkraut. <laughs> that might be actually something. Man. I'm telling you. <clears throat> that might be something. So. Yeah. You could roll it out for next Oktoberfest. You could. Yeah, no, absolutely. On the cast iron there. So, And then let's bring it home local. So Wild Roots Tasting Room reopened in northeast, northeast Portland. So they've been shut down for a while. Huh. And so Wild Roots Tasting Room, and uh, basically they have some spirits and all sorts of stuff there. They just reopened. So, again, Delta's on the flare. Things are flying like crazy with uh, the COVID Delta right now. And everything's but opening back up. Everything's opening back up. All right, that's cool. If we deny that it exists, it won't be there. So, But, uh, again, 
hats off to uh, Wild Roots um, Distillery type area. They're doing their thing. And then I don't know if we covered it, but Tim Barrel, local guys, yeah. right? Nationally uh, sponsored by InBev. (laughs) (laughs) Nationally sponsored local guys. Uh, Tempero released their Pilsner in 12-ounce cans, so you can actually get their Pilsner in 12-ounce cans. So you don't have to buy that shitty pub beer, and uh, you can buy their Pilsner. Hey, wait a minute. Tempero's pub pub beer is pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right, I forgot. What's wrong with you? (coughs) All right, last news. Let's close it out. Anybody want space beer? What kind? Space. Space Fa- beer. Space beer. Space. Yeah. Billionaire Jared Isaacman is looking uh, for course. a brewery to make beer with space flown hops. Fucking billionaires. <laughs> so uh, this dude is like putting some hops, hops up in SpaceX. Yeah. And they're going to fly it around on the Inspiration 4. Okay. And then he's going to auction off these hops off to the highest bidder. To make space hopped beer, not fresh hopped, space hopped. So, so he's going to auction them off to the highest bidder. Yep, absolutely. And he's a billionaire. Billionaire. Dude's an ass clown. We need to get him on the podcast. He just needs to give him away. I'll brew. I'll brew a beer with his hops. He says, but I'm not paying for him. He says hitching a ride to space with Inspiration Four crew will be 70 pounds of hops, an ingredient that adds bitterness and aroma. And then when the hops return to Earth, Isaac plans to auction it off to a brewery, and then we'll donate all of the funds to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Well, okay, I've got to give him credit now, there. Now, who's the ass clown in this? Apparently me. <laughs> Apparently me. I didn't know the full story yet. There you go. There's beer in the news. All right, we are back. That was beer in the news. Our uh, latest review of what's in the new kind of random beer news facts. So, some of the listeners might remember we've pulled off some of the beer in the news, uh, like real people, like uh, the guy that uh, what did he do? The guy from New York that we interviewed. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. Um, this is really memorable because we don't both remember the interview. Uh, I remember the interview, but I forget why we had him on. Yeah, um, I do believe it. It was. Oh no, I know what it was. He registered his beer. There you go. Um, as as like a therapy beer. It was a therapy. Yeah, a therapy yeah. animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Well, Which there you was go. fantastic. Well, we'll have uh, get some live interviews. Maybe we'll get the billionaire you called a dumbass, so he'll come on the news. Well, you baited me. You didn't <laughs> give me the full story. Master. <laughs> All right, so let's jump over to a Kickstarter campaign. So these are uh, things that you might find that you want to throw some cash at to see, hey, I want to see this happen. And so yeah. this is our chance to review Kickstarter campaigns in our Kickstart the Heart. Alright, Kickstart the Heart. So the Kickstarter of beer. So these are the things that are on Kickstarter right now. So if you wanted to throw some money at uh, starting up uh, a brewery, Maybe buying some uh, some glasses or funding somebody to make some glasses. Yeah. This is what we're talking about right yeah. here. Yeah. So. But kickstart my heart. So, all right. 
when we take a look at this, you know what's still on there? We have a week to go. And so with What's still on there? One thing. Just one? Look, yeah. Do you remember those glasses we talked about last week? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the crazy skulls. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still there. Yep. Yeah, the skull glasses from Seattle are still there. And you can right now jump on there and Didn't that guy just blow through what he was trying to raise? Yeah, no, absolutely he did. So yeah. He um, jumped on, and as I'm trying to sort this, basically of the money that he was looking for, and so he was looking for forty thousand dollars. No, he was looking for five thousand bucks. Yeah, and I think he and blew he's right a forty thousand five hundred and ninety nine bucks. Yeah, two hundred ninety one backers. So. These are Memento Vivere Beersteins. It's an artist by the name of Tra- Trevor Foster out of Seattle. And uh, you get these crazy-ass skull mugs that you can drink beer out of. So, not sure who this who's drinking beer out of skull mugs, but <laughs> again, I mean, if that's your jam, then go for it, bud. So... It is, it is kind of cool looking, but um, yeah. new since the last time we podcasted is a unique spin on two summertime classics, Beer Pong meets Cornhole. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, these dudes are looking for 17000 bucks, <clears throat> and they are currently at 17,781 backers, 65 backers, Jeez. or so... Seventeen seven eighty one dollars and there's sixty five backers. So what are they calling it? Corn pong? It's called Cover Ten. And so the deal here is that they've combined two classic games of beer pong and cornhole to create the ultimate game for all skill levels. Cover ten provides new challenges, new strategy, but the same backyard fun that we've come to love. Not only do these boards come with their own unique style of play. But they also allow for normal cornholes should you want to have this. So, Cover 10 is perfect for parties, tailgates, backyard barbecues, and trips to the beach. So, this looks thing looks like, like a pyramid. There's four rows in the bottom, one Just the top. way I pictured it. Yeah. Yep. So, and essentially, that's what you're doing. You're playing beer pong, and but with a cornhole thing. So, basically, it's for those uh, cornhole players that can't get it in one hole. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah you got more holes there, so... Um, so for 25 bucks, you get a t-shirt and you help them fund their dream. Looks like they're funded though. 35 bucks, you get a hat. Uh, 209 bucks, weird kind of pledge. You get the snooze special. You get a cover 10 board set, a carrying case, two cornhole bags, and two hole covers. Whatever that means. So, uh, there you go. Probably to make it so that you can play just regular cornhole. Probably, yeah. You just cover your hole. (laughs) <laughs> hey, what's the schoolgirl laugh back there? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> just let it sit. That one is just ripe. All right. So in the final uh, beer Kickstarter campaign that you can join, no breweries this week. So wow. that's crazy. But uh, Maybe I'll have to put mine on there. The Calamity World Beer Stein. So reinforce the pr- impression you understand and value ancient traditions and drink beer. This is by a gentleman by the name of Don Moyer, and he's got this cool-looking uh, beer stein, kind of a traditional German-looking beer stein. Um, and he is looking for quite a bit of money. 
Um, but 979 backers pledged 88,000 bucks. Holy shit. So, yeah. So is that a, a Sasquatch that I see in the corner of uh, one of those? Yeah, it looks like a Sasquatch down on the bottom left. So that indeed <laughs> looks like a Sasquatch. There's all sorts of stuff going on here. So uh, it says, Planet Earth, where calamities have been a tradition since the Big Bang, muddled through another year of calamitous day. You deserve a beer and a majestic stein. So it's basically a big-ass German stein. Ah, okay. Yeah. So again, a uh, pledge of 252 bucks, you get six steins. 88 bucks, you get two steins. And uh, there you go. It's kind of your deal. So, Don, good luck. Hopefully that funds out for you. So... I'm kind of hoping that we see some breweries pop up, dude. Like Timber Patch Brewing or Maybe something. Maybe I'll like have that. to figure out how to put one of those together. Yeah. I mean, we need we need some because yeah. there was one here called Sour Not Sorry Brewing, Massachusetts' first sour brewery house. And that was, uh, let's see, it pl- August 13th it expired. So just a couple days ago. Did they fund? Uh, 69 backers. They got twelve thousand four hundred and thirty-three bucks to bring this project to life, um, and their goal was twelve thousand bucks. So oh, they so got they it. hit it. Yeah, they hit it. So good job, guys. So sour, not sorry, brewing. So um, fifteen bucks, you could have got a koozie. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's all I got was a giggle. That's all I got was it. Yeah, I'm leaving it alone. Twenty-five bucks, you got a beer glass, uh, t-shirt for fifty bucks, brewer's hat for fifty bucks. Uh, hundred bucks. You got a. I don't even know what this is. You got a sour knot. Master of the tart. It's for a hundred bucks. You can get a little, a bit of everything. Get a sticker, a koozie, your beer glass, and a t-shirt. Oh, and a hat. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, for two hundred bucks, you get the VIP swag. So, well, these guys funded. So twelve thousand four hundred and thirty-three bucks was sixty-nine. Well, backers. That's that's good. That good that they hit their their actual funding goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, kids, uh, go into Kickstarter, type in beer, and uh, sort by newest, and you'll see what the newest and greatest is, and uh, you'll see what we're talking about. So fund these beer projects, because there's truly cutting-edge swag coming out of these places. So, <laughs> but, All right, let's kickstart my heart. Or I guess kickstart my beer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're back. That's after kickstart my beer. So, well, what do you got going, bud? So you brewed today. You had a active brew weekend. So you yeah, I had a had really active brew weekend. Uh, bottled and experimental beer yesterday. Oh, um, it was done with the uh, Mecca Grade Lion's Head uh, malt that they did from a crop that they had in the field. When the Lion's Head fire went through back in 2020, um, so I used some of that and some of their Opal 22, and then threw some blueberry in there just for kicks. Uh, super experimental, so that got bottled. And then today I brewed the um, Marzen for the Oktoberfest party coming up. Whoa! And what what was the Marzen recipe? What'd you what'd you do there? Uh, I actually used all Mecca grade grains in that one instead of the traditional German grains. Um, the only thing that that I kept 
the same. And actually, I didn't even keep it the same. <laughs> Overfilled the beer. Wow, that was a close save. Because um, I even used a, a different uh, hop than what they, they call for in the, the traditional Marsins. I actually used the... the it's a Tottenhauer... Tot, I can't even say it. It's one of the Tottenhauer um, varietals. But it's really low in the alpha acids. So it's it's not... It's going to be very subtle as far as any hoppiness. You probably won't even notice the hoppiness in it at all. Um, but I used a little bit of rye for head retention. I don't know that I'll get any of the flavor of the rye in the margin, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if it comes through. Yeah, so I mean, great point there. So oftentimes people for head retention will use different adjuncts. One of the adjuncts you can do is an adjunct grain, and so rye works at holding the head. Correct. And so uh, Gary used, what did you use, four or six ounces? I used, I believe it was four ounces. Yeah. yeah. So, so adding that a little bit to a five-gallon batch will help with head retention. So, <laughs> Dude. Head retention. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Usually I'm in the doghouse and Gary is like off in Swahili land. So, all right. Well, that's cool. So, um, and brew day went fair, fine. You know, it went really good right up until the time of cooling the wart. Oh, um, some funky vortex must have been going on because the air temperature was at a certain certain temperature, like in the sixties. The water coming out of my tap was in the sixties. And I could not get it to cool down below, I think it was like 65, Yeah. Uh, with any of that going on. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to hook the chiller up and drop it down because I wanted to pitch yeast at 55 because um, I'm going to do a logger on it. But uh, I also noticed that I ran out of oxygen. Oh. Yeah, so uh, this this could be a touch and go. On whether or not the the yeast actually takes off and does what it's supposed to. Yeah, I bet it'll go. I mean, as long as you got a healthy amount of sugar in there, and yeah, it, it's it doing should its should be okay. It just won't be optimal. Yeah, just maybe delayed a little bit. So, yeah, what I've noticed is, is with the last couple batches that I've tried to mash and then cool, the uh, ambient temperature what's coming out of the faucet is yeah. warm. So I don't know if they're holding it in like some of those big upward holding tanks. I don't know. Um, but I know that the water coming out of my hose is significantly warmer than what it is usually. Yeah. So. I have noticed that same thing. <laughs> and, it, and it makes it a challenge when you're trying to a cool beer oh, really yeah. quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, speaking of that, so we'll leave with you a homebrew tip, um, listeners. And so, again, we talk about uh, homebrewing, we talk about craft brewing, we talk about all beer festivals, all sorts of stuff. Um, but one of the top ten uh, things that you can do, actually, to upgrade your beers, according to Beer and Brewing, uh, Craft Beer Magazine, is get a wort chiller. Yeah. So, Gary, how do you how do you chill your beer or your wort? Yeah, the way I do mine is is I just hook it up initially to a, a hose, um, and I've got a jacketed uh, fermenter, um, so I just run that water through the jacket and 
pull the heat through the water that way. Uh, then once it gets to a certain temperature where it's getting really close to the range that I need, I actually hook that back up to a chiller and run chilled water through that jacket. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of uh, a lot of guys, when they're just jumping into the home brewing, right, they take their brew kettle, right, because most of them are like, like a spaghetti pot or something like that, yeah. big pot, and they dip it into an ice bath. Ice bath, yep. yep. And so, I mean, that can take 40 minutes, an hour. I mean, it can take a long time to cool it down. It to can, yeah. 70, 80 degrees. So. Um, but you can eliminate all of that, and you can actually risk uh, reduce the risk of contamination by buying a wort chiller. And right. so you can get plate chillers, you can get, like, coils, all sorts of stuff. And, I mean, immersion chillers, which are these, like, coil chillers for a basic homebrewer, can be, like, 50 bucks for a mm-hmm. roll of copper. And... Literally will cut your time in half, if not by two-thirds. So, Correct. Yep. And completely perfect for your beer. We'll drop it down, and you're pitching yeast really, really quick. So um, definitely worth the deal. My first immersion chiller, chiller was a roll of copper that I bought over at Home Depot for about 30 bucks with some fittings. And it worked just fine. You hook up one end to the faucet, and the water and the hose goes out the other side. But basically, cold water is running through the copper coil. And you, you did that yourself, down. didn't you? Didn't you yep. coil it yourself? Just made it myself. Yeah, yeah. well, it comes as a coil. It's yeah, already it's, coiled. It's, well, yeah. It, you can also buy straight copper tubing. You can. And, and wrap it around like a like a like either a five-gallon barrel or something like that. But. Yep. You probably want it a little tighter than that. I would just go buy the coil. Um, like they sell a box in the coil. Yeah, for exactly. It's cheap. So that way you don't you don't run the the um, run the chance of bending that tubing and screwing it all up. Yeah. And then a little more complicated than that are these plate chillers and but uh they are ridiculous. I mean plate chillers are great and uh, you can drop the temperature of your work very, very quickly, so you're pitching and cut your brew day like way, way down. Way so. down. Um, Caleb, I, that copper roll that I got yeah. that I've had for 20 years, I gave that to Caleb, buddy Caleb there. So yep. he is now using that to cool down his mash after he uh, is doing his brew day. Huh. And he would wait five, six hours for his work to cool as, in like an ice bath, right? Oh, my God. And he's yeah. just like, man, this kills me, this brew day. Like, it takes so long. And as soon as he dropped the copper coil in and it cut it down, he's like, I'm ready to go in an hour. Are you kidding me? So trust me, listeners, if you're out there, you don't have something to cool your wort, the number two thing that you could do is grab a wort ch- chiller. And it's totally worth it. So we'll, uh, we'll go over number one someday. But the number two thing you could do is a wort chiller. So homebrew tip. Hmm. All right, man. Well, um, timbers suck. Yeah, what the hell? I, I don't understand <laughs> how they can give up that many goals against a team that can't score against anybody else in the league but us. We're terrible. That like, just terrible. blows ass. Like, all of our guys got old, and nobody was paying attention except for you and I. And and we've been saying it for years. And then our coach, we we can't forget, is like a USL, NASL coach who really, when he went to the championship in 18, was with Caleb's guys. Like, there wasn't anybody new yeah. on the team. Yeah. Yep. Like, 
this guy needs to go. So, and the team needs to be just kind of dismantled and broken up into smaller with. pieces and restart. So, well, and um, what's what's messed up is is we've got some amazing talent in that team. It's just not being utilized correctly, I don't think. Right. Well, there's no attempt at trying to get them to show their hearts, right? They're not playing with any passion. No, like, they don't give two shits. They're just running around, man. Yeah, it's a, I mean, see, you lose to Seattle at home six to, what was it, two? Two, yep. And then you go on the road. Tie. Tie one game. And then just get blown out. By the last place by the last team? place team, are, are are you guys not taking it seriously? What's well, guess going what on? comes up in a week? Seattle comes back. Exactly, <laughs> like, Seattle again. We are horrid, man. Like literally, Cameron texted. we were, Debbie and I were camping this weekend, and uh, Cameron texted. He's like, "Is is Dad raging? Is he mad?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not mad. No, I just we're stopped, horrible. I just like, stopped caring." Yeah, like there, there's app. They want to be apathetic. Well, well you'll see apathetic because yeah. I don't give two craps. So fan, it, when your fan base becomes ap- apathetic, it's not good. Yeah, no. I mean, I I love the Timbers with all my heart, but man, they they got to change. Yeah, we got to jettison some stuff. So like, it something. is not working. Um, and and I think that says some says something about the leaders on the team. I mean, I, I think that like Valeri and Char and some of those guys that have been around forever, they're not they're not leading either from within the team. Like they should know. They should be able to build up the guys and get them to get fired up for an opponent like Seattle or they last should. Month, right? yeah. They're not like they should. There's something going on, man. Like this this team is not good. So. So my prediction is Geo's gone in two weeks. So that's I think, your prediction. Yeah, I think after right. the Seattle game, Geo's getting. I'm gonna hold it to you. So hold you to it. Yeah, I think he's out. Um, and then I don't know who's taking over for a while until they Gavin find will. or what they're going to do. Gavin will. Yeah, well, he's done it before, so <laughs> maybe. So I don't know. I he needs to go, and I think he'll go because I think there's enough angst this time around that it just doesn't make sense. I don't think he's happy either. I think he knows that. It's, it's just, just not, not looking working. good. Yeah. And then I think we're hiring Tata Martina from the Mexican national team. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know who we're hiring. So No, it's not him, though. Did you see the trade rumor about some uh, Manchester United, Dortmund, uh, Japanese national player? No. Yeah, well, basically uh, this breaking news came out about this Japanese national player that played for Dortmund, played for Man U, and... Uh, Everybody's like everybody was like hyped on this thing, like it was crazy. And all he was doing is taking us because we're a bottom feeder, and his agent was floating his name to us so oh. that he could get up his renewal of his contract with his current team. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So 24, 24 hours later, after getting everybody hyped, they up, resigned him. They resigned him. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. good. Just that you know that's a smart uh, smart agent. Smart agent. Yeah, and got. And knew exactly how to get the timbers all lathered up. All the fans Hell were like, yeah. oh, we, this is the guy. And then the only one that was like, hey, this might not be a thing was Reifer. Reifer's like, yeah, this is probably not a thing. I think this is a baiter. Yeah. Yeah. A master. <laughs> 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 all right, buddy. Well, what else we got? You got anything else? I got nada. Well, we got one more beer sitting here. So Yeah. Dr. Oh, Juice. Oh, yes. Dr. Juice. Dr. Juice. This is a hazy IPA 
by Dr. Juice, or I guess it is Dr. Juice. It, it is definitely uh, hazy. And this is by Parish Brewing. Parish. 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 Like 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 the like a like church Paris, parish. Paris. Yeah, like a church parish or Paris with a H. So, um, <laughs> out of Louisiana. So, Doctor Juice. This is a crazy looking can. It's it like is a, a crazy can. Dude with a mohawk. It looks like one of the Blue Man Group guys with a mohawk, and it says Doctor Juice, but it's Parish. And so. it'll slap you. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is a, a strong, hazy IPA. Am I lying about the Blue Man Group with the Mohawk? No, it's no. definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, so... It uh, looks like a Blue Elvis. Hazy, juicy IPA. Um, classic. <laughs> not not super high quality. It's like a but... Blue Elvis. <laughs> Blue Man Group? With, with a uh, hop necklace. Yeah, well, Dr. Juice. Wow. Not Dr. J, Dr. Juice. Dr. Juice, he's yeah. there. Yeah, so. All right. Well, um, I think that's all we got for the weeks, buddy. So it's good to be back. Two weeks. Yeah. Sitting at 57 minutes. And uh, I guess that's all we got for the week. We'll talk in a couple weeks. Tim Beers. Tim Beers. Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers Podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers. Tim Beers.